0: It's time for your favorite podcast party. Hey there, everyone. It is Denise, and you are here on F4W Online. And it is time to talk about WWE NXT from March 14th. And I got to tell you, so this was the uh, fallout from Roadblock. And this was a pretty good show. And we are building towards NXT Stand and Deliver, as we have been. And we got a bunch of matches confirmed tonight, announced for tonight. So we are going to go ahead and talk about all of that and more here today. Uh, really t- It was a fun show. It was a fun show. Uh, But we're going to kick things off with our super chats as always. And we got a really good one here. uh, The first one of the night from Steven who says, uh, everyone go support Denise's interview with Mickey James. Uh, Thank you so much for allowing me to plug this in here. So um, uh, today I did an interview with Mickey James and it's my fourth interview that I've ever done with Mickey James. The last couple of years we've kind of been like, you know, chatting a lot and doing these interviews and talking about these different aspects of her career. And today was really fun. We did an interview and uh, you know she talks about the last rodeo obviously she's currently knockout champion we talk about that and she just has such a great insight on pro wrestling and so she it, it's like stepping into her mind and hearing everything that she has to say is absolutely phenomenal uh, so make sure to check that one out uh, it's a really good one I always love talking with Mickey James uh, and you can check that one out on my YouTube channel thank you so much to Stephen for sending in the super chat uh, and also helping support that um, that interview as well um, okay, also just a couple of quick announcements before I move on with the show. So, for those of you who weren't here on Friday, uh, quick announcement. So, this week normally I'm live Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday. However, this, um, tomorrow actually, no, wait, Thursday. Thursday, I'm leaving to Arizona to go see Taylor Swift in concert. So I'm going to be on vacation from Thursday through Sunday. So I will be here tomorrow to talk about AEW Dynamite, but I won't be here this Friday to talk about SmackDown or rampage so just a heads up i won't be here this friday um but i will definitely be here tomorrow to talk about dynamite we got a super chat here from brandon Rosen. thank you so much to brandon who says am i missing something if roxanne's condition is a work why did they strip her of the title could she be off tv for a while if not it seems nxt is convoluting the story for nothing all right so let's break this down so this will be the first thing we talk about for today because this is very this is important. So um, we are going to discuss Roxy and Perez and basically everything that's uh, been going down uh, storyline wise and all of that. So Shawn Michaels basically. So last week we after uh, Roxanne's match with Mako Satomura, she did they did the whole bit where you know, she she, she fats she passes out and you know, she's stretchered out to the back and this and that right. Uh, we spoke about that a lot last week. And Today, they make the announcement that she is most likely not going to be at the Pay per view that she's most likely not going to be there. They have a doctor come out, and the doctor is talking about how uh, you know, all her test results came in great and this and that, but that she's he doesn't have a timetable uh for when she might be able to return. So then on top of that, uh Shawn Michaels basically announced that there's going to be a ladder match with several opponents, and there's going to be qualifying several challengers, excuse me. There's going to be several challengers in the match and the it's going to be a ladder match. It's going to be a ladder match. And you're going to see, um, one of those women win the NXT women's championship and, uh, we had a couple of qualifying matches today. We'll talk more about those in just a second. Um, but we already, so basically look guys, my prediction here, and this is where I think this is going based on the storyline and all of this is my prediction here is that we're definitely going to be seeing Roxanne Perez at stand and deliver, uh, they are most likely this is what I'm expecting they are going to have all of the qualifying matches they're going to finish it out they're going to announce all of the opponents I mean challengers keep saying opponents of all of the challengers for the title and they are going to be all announced and afterwards when this match is just about to get started uh I do think Roxanne Perez is going to come out and it's going to be the whole like she defied all the odds and here she is you know she she beat this and beat that we didn't think we were going to see her her, but it's the passion in our champion and that's why she's here uh so i think that's definitely the route that we're going with uh just based off of the fact that uh you know sean michaels likes to kind of mirror uh previous stories and previous storylines and incorporate them into nxt so this pretty much feels like what they're going to do so i'm definitely expecting to see roxanne perez at stand and deliver i'm still expecting her to um I don't I don't know if she'll win the match. I'm, a, I'm assuming she will. I, I definitely think she will. Actually, I'm still feeling probably 100% certain that Sam Perez is going to come out at NXT stand and Del- deliver and win the ladder match. And it's going to be like, Oh, my God, I can't believe she did it after everything she's been through. But she really cares about this championship. And she really cares about being NXT women's champion. And that's why she came out here. And that's why she fought in this match. And look at her, uh, you know, holding up her championship. So that's what I'm definitely predicting for NXT stand and deliver but with that being said we might as well get into our uh we might as well get into the women's matches that we had today because we had two qualifiers uh to take up a spot in those ladder matches and in the ladder match we had let's see we kicked it off with the first qualifying match was Zoe Stark versus Sol Ruka and let me tell you guys I was a big fan of this match this was probably one of my favorite matches from today Probably my favorite match of the day because – so, we all know that Zoe Stark is really good. And every time she goes out there, she's like super hard hitting, and it's really easy to get behind her and just watch her work. She's very enjoyable to watch in ring. And then, Soruka, Soruka, she is an up and comer, man. She is somebody that I feel people have instantly kind of gravitated towards because she instantly was like fun to watch. She's only been there for a short period of time, and already we've seen this tremendous amount of growth. And so, in this match with Zoe, even though Soruka lost and Zoe won, I felt that Soruka looked phenomenal in this match. Like even though she lost, she still got a W just because of the way that she performed and the way that this performance turned out for her. I actually thought that this was the best Soruka match that we've seen so far on NXT. There was a lot of really good stuff. They work well together. And one of the things that I was thinking about was, you know, once Soruka is, you know, in NXT for a lot a longer period of time, and once she gets more and more Experience underneath her belt based on how fast she's, you know, already gone and pretty good. Uh, I can't wait to see them run this match back again in the future because I think that her and uh and Zoe and Zoe can have an even better match. Honestly, like there's a lot that they can do there with Zoe and Soul Ruka. But, anyways, there was a moment where, cause you know, both Zoe and Sol, they both have, you know, the big, you know, blonde hair and all of this. I there was a moment where I was think I was watching the match and I was really into it, and Zoe started for the most of it was kind of, you know, kicking Soruka's butt like she was just looking so good. But then there was a sequence where Soruka was just going to town on Zoe Stark and for a split moment I thought I was watching Zoe Stark because of the blonde hair and then I'm like wait you're watching Soruka right now like that's Soruka look at her freaking go so there was like a moment where because the action was moving so fast like in my mind it was still Zoe Stark on offense but it was Soruka but everything that she was doing was so was so spot on so Anyways, after this, she hit a really nice moonsault. She still ends up uh, losing this match. But again, uh, this was a good one and made Soruka look really good. You're seeing all the potential in her for sure. And then uh, Zoe starts just killing it, period. Like she goes in there and she just has good matches, period. Uh, So that was the first qualifier. We did So, Zoe's in the match. We had another qualifier, and the other one was Gigi Dolan versus Kiana James. And this one was okay, too. I thought this one was fine. I think, really, the only thing that really stood out to me in this match were some of the strikes from Gigi Dolan. I thought were kind of fun to see. Gigi Dolan gets the win. It was definitely the right call. So, Gigi Dolan has also been added uh, to this matchup uh, for the latter match at NXT Stand and Deliver. So, we kind of covered a lot there. Let me go ahead and see what you people here, You, the people, are saying on the chat. So we got a super chat from uh, Malik Black who says, I feel like Soul is going to win a last chance match to get the match. I mean, a Soul Snatcher off a ladder. Uh, Soul Snatcher into uh, off a ladder is a moment for her. And look, Malik, I completely agree with you. I really do hope that they add her to it. And I feel like based on, uh, you know, some of the, Here's the thing, though. She kind of already had the qualifying match. I hope they maybe do like a second chance thing where all of the people who lose the qualifiers get uh, another go and then you have her win. I think that would probably be a good way to work around adding her to the actual matchup. But I definitely think she's somebody that should be included into uh, the matchup itself. So I definitely agree with that. But uh, she's looking good, man. She's really looking good. Uh, thank you so much to Malik for sending in that super chat here. And I got everybody pretty much putting over uh Sol ruka uh for sure um all right so let's see what else we got here and what people are saying uh this is from justin martin who says the finishing sequence to Sol ruka versus zoe stark was phenomenal uh, completely agree and uh yeah everybody's pretty much agreeing that they think that Sol ruka uh should definitely be uh should definitely be in the match no bad comments whatsoever on that performance at all and pretty much everyone also agrees in regards to what they're predicting for Roxanne Perez I haven't really seen a different prediction here in terms of what you guys might be expecting um, for Roxanne Perez from the looks of it I would say that the safe assumption or the safe prediction right now is that we're still going to see her uh in this in the in the latter match uh, we got Sheldon Jackson here who sends in a super chat saying, I'm glad Gigi won and she looked good in the ring. Right decision for her to be at stand and deliver, but winning the title, not, not yet. Um, yeah, definitely not yet. They still got a lot that they can do with Gigi before she gets there. Uh, so I'm definitely, like, here's the thing. and I, I know we've only got, you know, two people announced for this match so far. So it's really hard to say right now who I think if they were to crown somebody else a champ, and not have Roxanne, uh, let's say my theory doesn't play out. Let's say that Roxanne Perez doesn't come out, uh, and participate in this match based on the two announcements so far with just Zoe and Gigi, um, Zoe I would go with Zoe just because, you know, the work rate is just really good with Zoe and you would want to see her maybe get this opportunity. But then again, I just don't think that's going to happen. I do really think that we're going to see Roxanne Perez uh, come out and have her big moment of, you know, she's back and she did it and here she is to fight like a real champion. Uh, and you got to think about this, like go back and think about uh, the story that they've been telling with Roxanne is she's always overcoming the obstacle. She she's always, you know, fighting and that's the her perseverance perseverance is really what has really built her up so um i'm definitely thinking that's the direction we're headed in with all of this uh and let's see what else we got here and yeah christopher smith says hbk recreate hbk recreating his greatest hits in nxt toxic attraction roxanne collapses and now hbk versus razor mania 10 Uh, i'm telling you guys there's a lot of similarities and a lot of things that we're seeing that you know basically tied back to something else from the past um all right and we got somebody also predicting that they might they predict tiffany stratton winning if she's in the match if tiffany stratton is in the match and let's say we don't have roxanne go out there i can definitely see tiffany stratton getting the bout i can definitely see it because she's somebody that was an in instant favorite to like right away liked by everybody so uh there you go but that is what's going on right now with the NXT Women's Championship picture and what's going down with the champ, Roxanne Perez. So now, let's get into Johnny Gargano and Grayson Waller. So, this was really fun. I, I was I, I had a really good time with this. So, Johnny Gargano comes out and he is addressing Grayson Waller. As you guys know, Grayson Waller and Johnny Gargano are going to have a match. This was made last week after Grayson Waller was beefing with Shawn Michaels and in the during the Grayson Waller effect uh, he challenged Shawn Michaels to a match at stand and deliver and Shawn was like no and he says I'm going to bring out your opponent because this person wants to kick your ass more than I or just as much as I do and Johnny Gargano comes out Johnny Gargano. When he was saying his farewell speech when he left NXT and you didn't know what his trajectory was going to be, he was jumped by Grayson Waller. And now, you know, things happen and Grayson and Johnny Gargano is coming into the spot and they're tying this all together. And if you would have told me back then when Johnny Gargano was doing this promo and Grayson Waller attacked him, if you would have told me that however, what, like a year or however much time later that we would end up actually seeing Johnny Gargano versus Grayson Waller in NXT I don't necessarily think that I would have believed it I really do, would not have believed it because at this time I really thought that we were just not going to see Johnny Gargano back in NXT for like a very long time I thought okay he's either going to go to AEW he's going to be in the indies or if he, go, if he if he comes back to WWE it'll be Raw and Smackdown and obviously he's on the main roster but even then I still was not expecting him to go back to NXT and have this you know um, this pro with Grayson Waller, I just thought it was going to be one of those things that you never hear from it again, uh, and it is what it is, right? Like I wasn't actually expecting for this uh, program to end up taking uh, to t- end up taking off. Like I wasn't expecting it. Um, so with that being said, all of this tied in together very nicely, and so it, it makes sense that there that Johnny Gargano is a part of this. It's helping out Grayson Waller. I really like the. You know, I'm so far preferring the chemistry that Grayson Waller and Johnny Gargano have over the chemistry that we saw between Grayson Waller and Braun Breaker. And I was a big fan of how that program started with John with, uh, with Grayson and Braun. But this one to me is kind of feeling a little bit more uh, natural. Like it doesn't feel forced by any means. Uh, This is kind of flowing. So, and I think a big part of that is not uh, because you know, the history with Johnny Gargano and the attack and all of that. So it tied in very perfectly. But even afterwards, so Johnny Gargano's out there doing his promo, right? And then Vic Joseph comes up to him and shows him his phone and shows him that Grayson Waller is streaming live. And then he's streaming live from Johnny Gargano's home. So Johnny Gargano leaves and he's shown leaving the building. He's calling Candace and telling her, don't open the door, don't open the door. And so finally, later, later on in the show, we circle back to this. And by the time we come back to this, Johnny Gargano and Grayson Waller are Fighting in the front yard of his house. And Candace comes out and she has baby wrestling in tow. And um, you know, Grayson Waller's like these, you know, they're fighting, they're beating, beating him up. At one point, he's hitting him with a shovel. Johnny Gargano's getting his butt kicked. And by the end of it, you have Johnny Gargano laying out there, and he's all blood, like all messed up and stuff. And um, uh, he's not bloodied up or anything, but he's all messed up, you know, all like dirty and all of this. And th- they have a. Uh, baby wrestling, go out there and he's he, he's you know, obviously he's a baby, so he doesn't know like this is acting and you know you're watching wrestling. He doesn't know that. He doesn't know that yet. Or maybe he does. I don't know. But the point is that he's going, he's he's kind of like sad and he's, you know, you can tell like he's really just he extends his hand to his dad and is and is trying to touch him and he's trying to do something and I thought, well, that's kind of crazy like you know the baby saw this and you know legitimately thought, Hey, I don't like this. This is my dad and I don't like what I'm seeing. And he's like crying and he's trying to touch his dad's hand and at one point he does. And um this was this was this was good stuff, I thought. I thought this was good stuff with everything that they did here uh with the way that they reconnected everything with the story with Grayson and Johnny and then afterwards um you know, did the house attack and everything. All of that to me was good. They have not done anything this good just yet with Johnny Gargano on the main roster. What the hell? Um, so, this right now is something that I'm definitely enjoying on NXT. So, I'm liking this. I'm really liking this. Um, let's see what else I wanted to say about this. That was kind of it. All right. We got a super chat here from Brandon Rosen who says, I kept screaming at the TV as if I were watching a slasher film. Get in the house, Candace, lock the door, uh, says Brandon Rosen. I like that she came out like in sweats all casual with a bun up because that's very realistic. If someone were to come to my house, I wouldn't be all like dolled up. I'd be in sweats I'm hair up, bun up, you know, that type of thing. Uh, but there you go. Baby wrestling officially made uh his debut. Uh, Brandon Rosen, thank you so much for sending this in as well. Uh, Maman says Quill was trying to uh, get the hot tag for uh, to kick Waller's ass. I tweeted that by the way, because you could see him like touching his hand and I'm like, Oh, that's so cute. That's him getting his tag into this and coming after Grayson Waller in like 20 years guys in about 20 years. 20 22 years. I don't know how many years 20 years. We might see Grayson Waller versus baby wrestling. Long-term storytelling. All right, uh, let's go ahead and press on from here. Uh, Let's see what else we got. So this was good. This was good. Um, let's get into really quickly. We had a match between uh, Pretty Deadly and Gallus. This was probably the most interested I've been in Gallus because I haven't really been all that interested in Gallus recently or like ever. And so this was really the first time that I was kind of interested. I got, I like this match with Pretty Deadly. I like when Pretty Deadly threw them, uh, did that spot. I forgot who they threw from Gallus into the commentary table, but that was pretty good. And uh, them using the bell to try and cheat. And not getting the win, I thought it was. I thought it was going to be over at that point, and then it wasn't. So I did like it. Uh, Gallus hits their finisher, gets the win, retains. I mean, gets their win, continues on. Um, I was a fan of this. I thought this was pretty good. Um, we also get a backstage segment, which I thought was pretty funny. Uh, and this is continuing whether or not Kiana James is cheating on Brooks or not. So Fallon and. Um, and Briggs. I always confuse Briggs and Brooks, uh, or Briggs Jensen, Brooks Jensen. This happens all the time on every show. It's been months. Oh my God. The names drive me crazy. Okay. So anyways, So they're doing the whole bit about, you know, is Kiana James cheating on him or is she not cheating on him? So they go and they do, they sneak into her office and they're looking around. They're trying to find some way to catch her in the act of cheating. And they end up finding a notebook that she has or her calendar. And in her calendar, it says um, dinner with Sebastian and drinks with Sebastian. And so now they're assuming that Sebastian is the guy that she's seeing girly scene and there's a note that they find in the flowers and it says something along the lines of oh I had a great time with you and a great morning with you as well love Sebastian Uh, I kind of liked this I really liked this so when it comes to the vignettes I've said this a million times they do a really good job at this on NXT and I think this was one of them that I kind of thought oh how are they going to make it so that you know they find out that she's cheating or not cheating but Basically, they also alluded to all of this being a plan, like a secret sabotaging plan on behalf of Kiana James, because in her notebook, you're seeing all of these things where it's like, oh, uh, win the titles, this and that, all these little kind of steps that she seems to be following. So it's kind of, I think it's going to be pretty soon revealed that Kiana James had all of this planned out so that, you know, she could eventually uh, screw Felon Henley. So this was, this was actually very enjoyable, very enjoyable. Um, all right. So let's go ahead and uh, move on from this and uh, let's get into, let's see what else we got on NXT. Let's talk about the, uh, the NXT North American championship. So this was a fun one here and I have really been liking what they're doing with Wesley and the open challenge. So what they've been doing is that everybody is fighting to be the person to answer the open challenge because everybody wants a shot at Wesley. Everybody wants a shot at becoming NXT North American champion. So Wesley arrives to the building (laughs) and he's in the parking lot and Axiom (laughs) This killed me, by the way. I don't know what it was, but Axiom killed me with this. This was funny as hell to me. Axiom creeps up on him and is telling him, you know what, I'm going to follow you around all day because I don't want to miss my opportunity to answer your open challenge, this and that. So his plan is to follow him all day long. And Les is like, dude, there's still like eight hours until the show. And he tells them, well, I'm going to follow you around. And then they're like, okay, well, let's go eat. So I kind of like this. I like that Axiom was so, you know, desperate to be everybody that he's just going to follow him around so that he makes sure that he's always there. That to me was low key pretty funny, but it doesn't work out too well for him because by the time. Wesley goes out there for the open challenge. Everybody is out there fighting each other. They're all brawling. Everyone's trying to get into the ring, this and that. They had some pretty good little sequences here that I really did like because finally Axiom makes it out. I'm like, hell yeah, Axiom better get this because he's the one that's been following him around all day. So I was rooting for Axiom here. I wanted Axiom to get the match. So Axiom gets out there and then out of nowhere, Scripts. we'll talk more about scripts in just a second but scripts comes out and then he takes out Axiom so then afterwards um we're like okay so now the Axiom uh Wesley match isn't happening and then afterwards JD McDonough comes out and takes out Wesley this also kind of started a little bit beforehand but we'll talk about that differently. Separately, because that ties into something else. But then he's taken out by Ilia Dragonoth. So then, finally, Wesley goes into the brawl. They all start fighting, and it's just a big mess. So then, later on on the show, there is this thing called NXT Anonymous, which is apparently Gossip Girl, but for NXT. You guys know Gossip Girl, xoxo Gossip Girl. Anyways, so we got Gossip Girl, but the NXT version, NXT Anonymous reveals. That um, like a video it re- reveals a video with Wesley and Shawn Michaels talking backstage. And Shawn's telling them, like, you know, this has gotten too out of control. Uh, these open challenges. You got to help me out, man. And Wesley goes on and he tells Shawn Michaels, hey, I want to take on 10 men. 10 men at NXT stand and deliver. And Sean is like, I can't give you 10 guys, dude. Like, that's too much. Let's, I'll I'll level with you. I'll meet you halfway. Let's do five guys. So, this ends up being an announcement for a fatal five way. And Wesley is going to have the opportunity to pick four of the other guys that are going to be in this match. So, that should be kind of funny. I'm probably, I don't know how he's going to. Select people if he's going to be watching watching some matches. If he's just going to go based off of, you know, if they're going to turn this into a comedy thing where all the guys are trying to like maybe buy the opportunity. I don't know what they're going to do in terms of coming up with the opponents for this, but uh, but I like the way that they're going with this. It's the, the Fatal Five Way sounds like a good like a good matchup for sure. um So, anyways, that was everything that happened with Wesley and the nxt north american championship and where we're at with all of that all right before we continue on everybody just a heads up i will be back tomorrow for AEW dynamite conversation also if you guys do want to go ahead and support this podcast get your question your comment your statement read on the stream you are more than welcome at any point to uh send in a super chat and brandon Rosen circles me back here on the point that i wanted to talk about and that is scripts so Scripts is back and things are looking better for Scripts. They're looking so much better. It had been a really long time uh, since we'd seen Scripts. And um, for those of you who are like, okay, who's Scripts? What's going on? What's happening? Well, Reggie, what is Scripts? And Scripts made his debut on NXT and it was kind of bad because the character was not great. The mask was not great. The gear was not great. Uh, Everybody made fun of it online. It just didn't look good at all. And then afterwards we were kind of seeing a little bit of scripts, but not too much. They did make a change to the mask, but it really wasn't like a big change. So then finally we just kind of stopped seeing scripts. We just stopped seeing him. Well, He's back. They did a little vignette where he's writing again and they've done one of these before where he's writing and and uh, crumbling up the paper and throwing it on the floor. And then finally he's, you know, reveals this brand new mask and he pulls it up and he holds it up and he finally has, you know, a new look. So good for scripts. They're switching things up for him. That was exactly what they needed to do because the original mask and the original gear, if you did not see it, Google it. You don't want to not see it Um So I'm glad that they 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 changed up scripts look because it was you you weren't giving the guy a shot with that mask. You weren't giving him a shot with that gear. Uh, So at least now things are working out for him. And Joseph Boza says he's been on Level Up. Dude, I didn't even know Level Up was still a show. Uh, I've never seen Level Up ever ever uh, i hate to be that person but i don't watch level up i don't watch main event uh i don't watch any of that uh <laughs> so there you go but that is pretty much what's going on with uh with uh reginald a la Scripps. and chase elliott says he's actually coming off a loss to quincy elliott quincy elliott's another one we haven't seen in a while We haven't seen Quincy Elliott in a hot minute. Wasn't the last thing we saw with Quincy Elliott where he was out there like dancing with Zion Quinn? Correct me if I'm wrong. Is that not the last time we saw Quincy Elliott on NXT? I'm pretty sure Quincy Elliott like spanking Zion Quinn in the butt was like the last thing we saw on NXT. And I'm not making this up. We literally saw this. We like literally saw this. Um, I don't remember anything else that we've seen with Quincy Elliott since. That's literally beating Bennett. Quincy was in the brawl. He was in the brawl. I didn't even see him in the brawl. Oh my god! All right, well there you go. <laughs> YT says I don't remember the moment you're talking about, dude. Do y'all not remember when uh, Quincy Aliyah was doing the whole the whole thing with Zion Quinn? Am I the only person who remembers this? No way. There's no way. I know for a fact somebody else remembers this. He was out there dancing with Zion Quinn. I don't remember on what episode of NXT. I don't remember when it happened, but I know that it happened. Um. All right. Thank you, Zeno. Hour it says Quincy Elliott was in both bras. Oh, poor Quincy. I really like Quincy, though, in terms of I like him, but yeah, I just didn't even notice him in the brawl. But then again, there was like 100 people. So there you go. Well, correction, everyone. Quincy Elliott... Was in the brawl. He was in both of them. And I missed him twice. So there you go. Um, all right. Um, I feel really bad. I feel really, really bad that I missed Quincy Elliott in that. I feel so bad. Oh man. All right. So let's see what else we got. We already talked about Roxanne. Let's get into we already talked about Zoe Stark's Ruka. Let's get into uh the uh, tag team match that we got here. So Isla Dawn and Alba Fire versus Caden Carter and Katana Chance versus Ivy Nile and Tatum Paxley in a triple tag team, a triple threat tag team match with the winner going on to take the champions at nxt stand and deliver this was pretty quick pretty fast but we ended up seeing isla don and alba fire get the victory here and let me tell you this was definitely the right call isla don and alba fire i've been saying this a million times on this show but they look freaking cool together uh they just have the vibe like they just have a really good aesthetic together and the tag team division for NXT is for the women is very, very slim and we need more tag teams. And I can't think of a better tag team right now that like, one of the better tag teams in Isla Dawn and Alba Fire in terms of just how they're being presented so far with the look and everything that they're doing. Like, they fit together. They mesh well together. And so it makes sense to have them not only go into this match, I want to see them win. I want to see Isla Dawn and Alba Fire become NXT Women's Tag Team Champions. Um, I definitely feel like that's the right way to go, but we'll see. I just feel like it would really give them something... um, Something more to do on the actual show. And uh, I just because Fallon Henley and uh, freaking Kiana James, I think that's going to come to an end pretty soon. So I feel like you can get a little bit more mileage with Isla Dawn and Alba Fire as a team. So as a tag team champ. So I hope we do see it. Um, All righty. So let's go ahead and uh, we got more people here thinking that it's going to be Alba and Isla. We got Chase Elliott who says, I think Alba and Isla are taking the titles off of Kiana and Fallon. I think so too. And if they do, If they do, it's definitely the right way to go about it, in my opinion. All right, and let's go ahead and uh, continue from here. Actually, we do got a comment from Zeno Hour that I want to read who says, I'm conflicted. Isla and Alba should be NXT Women's Tag Champions. On the other hand, both should be on the main roster already. No, Isla just, uh, Isla really just got there. So I would still give her more of an opportunity to, you know, do her thing on NXT. Would I like to see her on the main roster? Of course. Uh, And there's, you know, spots to be had on the main roster for the women. For sure. Especially on SmackDown. Are you kidding me? She would add so much to SmackDown. But I still think she can do uh, a lot more on NXT. Alba Fire. Alba Fire, I thought should have been on the main roster since yesterday. You know, since... A long time ago she should have really been there already um there were so many times when we thought she was but i get you man um for Islet, again she really just got there um so i still think that they could do a little bit more with her there and um all righty so let's go ahead and move on from here we are going to be seeing uh they tease pretty much that tony d and stacks are going to be going for the um men's tag team titles and i'm here for it i kind of hope that they defeat gallus i want to see them become champions because i feel like as much as i appreciate gallus for what they are they aren't really like a hot tag team in terms of what you see is what you get. And I'm not expecting anything different. It kind of feels like what we're seeing right now is pretty much all we're going to get right now. And so for me, I kind of did lose a little bit of interest in Gallus as tag team champions. And I do want to see something, I don't know, just something different. I'm totally here for Tony D and stacks. Uh, I love that Tony was basically telling him, you know, hey, I respect you for what you did and for going out there and helping me out in that jailhouse street fight, the way that he pretty much put his body on the line. I, I like that he has his re- that respect for him because that wasn't always there. He kind of treated him as a, you know, just just a guy that was there to do help him do his dirty work. And now you're seeing him see him more as a partner instead of just a guy who, again, does his dirty work. So I'm liking the direction here. And I think that, you know, Tony D'Angelo, he has a really good um, presence. It's not hard to get into the character so I feel they can definitely do something with them as tag team champions and I think you can get more out of it than, than Gallus as tag team champions unfortunately so that's kind of where I'm at Um, alright so let's see what else we got here and we got more people just saying that Tony and uh, Stax are just more over and yeah I agree I definitely agree it's because they have a personality honestly it helps if you got a personality it just helps man and I think that's what's kind of lacking from Gallus is that you're not getting much out like you're you're just getting that's it like whatever is being presented to you like that's it and so I do think I would be a little bit more interested in Gallus if we were getting uh maybe a little bit more of personality and all of that but that's where we're at there and Chase Elliott says I'm all for it long overdue for the dawn of NXT it is and you know he was sidelined for a bit you know he was injured for a bit so that kind of stalled stalled him just a tad but now he's getting back into it and we got literally everybody here who's just like yes this is exactly what we want to see and you know what's funny is that this wasn't this even though they've been you know a, a a team or a faction or they were originally a faction but they you know lost members but even though they've been uh associated together for the longest time for some reason I never really considered them being a tag team Like, I never really considered them being a tag team because I always saw Tony D'Angelo as the leader. I always saw him as just one step above or one step in front of Stax. I always saw Stax behind him. I didn't see him as an equal. And so this was the first time where where they presented the idea, and I thought, hmm, Why didn't I think of that before? This is the pairing that or the tag team that I didn't realize that I actually wanted. So for me, I feel like this is a good direction for sure. Um, All right, so after this, speaking of good directions, this is one that I've been waiting for it to like, fully take off. And I think today was definitely the day. And that is Ilya Dragunov and JD McDonough. I've been a fan of of them starting this thing for like the longest time. This has been kind of on and off. Uh, I've talked about the feud that they had with Braun Breaker a bunch of times. I love that triple threat from uh, Halloween Havoc. That was really freaking good. I talk about it all the time. And so now... We're going to be getting J.D. McDonough versus Ilya Dragunov next week. Now, I do hope that this is the match that we end up getting at NXT Stand and Deliver. So whatever happens next week, I hope is just going to continue us into them going into a match together at NXT Stand and Deliver. Because I really do think that if they have a match, it's going to at, at the pay-per-view, I think it's definitely going to be like a super super hot match so I really want to see that but basically during this during this whole portion what we get is um you know JD McDonough basically saying he wants to sorry Elia Jagdorf saying he wants to finish off JD McDonough once and for all and then JD McDonough comes out and he's talking about how they're uh more alike than they are different and they start arguing about who's more obsessed with the other and talking about how much Ilya Dragunov loves pain and this and that. And while they were doing this, the whole time I was thinking, damn, these are two finely dressed men, by the way. Ilya Dragunov, I literally tweeted this, by the way. Ilya Dragunov, if I were a man, I would dress like Ilya Dragunov. I know that sounds really freaking weird to say, but dude looks good, man. He looks so sophisticated. He goes out there with a really nice turtleneck, looks expensive. And then he has the blazer, some nice fitted jeans, some good looking shoes. Are you kidding me? Ilya Dragunov is like my man style spirit. There you go. You know what? I just want to be Ilya Dragunov. That's it. I want to be Ilya Dragunov, man. The dude is freaking cool. He dresses great. He's scary. He's a great wrestler. He kicks ass. He's everything I want to be. Ilya Dragunov. If I could be a man, I would be Ilya Dragunov. There you go. I'm embarrassed that I said that. Um, but, but no, for reals, I really do think that uh, this whole feud and everything that they're doing there has been really good. This match is going to happen next week. Let's keep it going. They end up fighting all the way to the back and uh, – Later on, as I mentioned earlier, they get involved in the Wesley Open Challenge situation, but they brawl in the back. It's good stuff, man. It's heating up. Elian Dragunov and JD McDonough is finally heating up, and this was exactly what I was waiting for. And here's the thing. like, I'm, I really like both guys, so I don't care what direction they go with whoever winning. I don't even care. I just want to see this match, uh, or I just want to see this program, rather, uh, progress. We got another super chat here from Malik Black who says, um, wish JD versus Elia was on the pay-per-view, but the winner should be uh, in the NXT North American title match. Curious to hear your prediction for the four people in the North American title match. So let's get to that, Malik. This is a really good answer. I mean, really good question. So let me just pull up the roster here so I could refresh my memory. But so when it comes to, yeah, JD and Elia should definitely be on the pay-per-view. And for it would make sense to have the winner be in that NXT North American title match. But I do want to see, but you can do both. Right. I mean, you could do both. Right. But I just think it should be like a standalone match. And so I don't think we would see like the standalone match. And then the other guy having to wrestle twice again on the show. I don't think they do that. So for that reason, uh, if they have it on the pay-per-view, I can't see one of them being also in the ladder match. I mean, sorry, in the title match. So, um, Let's talk about who would be in this Fatal 5 way. So I'm looking at this. I feel like you definitely need to put Axiom because he's the guy that's been, uh, you know, pestering Wesley. So definitely Axiom. Um, Damon Kemp. I would add Damon Kemp to this because Damon Kemp. I've said this before, but I love his match with Julius and the ambulance match that they did. That was really good. I would add Damon Kemp to that. And I'm trying to see who else doesn't have a match. That would be good to add here. Oh, let me see. Nathan Frazier is another one. I don't think they've announced him for anything yet. So Nathan Frazier is definitely another one because he's been doing really great stuff too. And who would the fourth guy be? Hmm, the fourth guy would, I don't know who the fourth guy would be. I'm looking here and I'm not really thinking of another fourth guy that could be really great in this spot. So the fourth guy could probably be whoever, really. I just want to see those three main people uh, really in this match. Uh, but there you go. Malik, Malik, thank you so much for sending this in. I really appreciate you sending this in. Uh, thank you so much. And I want to answer this one here as well. And this is from Isaac Looper, who's asking on uh, my thoughts on uh, Saray leaving WWE. So we, unfortunately... Never really got to see her, you know, really do her thing. And they had her do this whole thing where she would go out there with a um, with a little was it a clock? It was like a little like a little clock or a little necklace. I forgot what it was, but she like wore it, a pendant. She wore it around her her neck, and it gave her like powers or something. I don't even remember. I just know she had this really cool entrance, though. I did like the entrance a whole lot where she would go out there and then she would come out and she would transform. And, you know, they she did that whole thing with Tiffany Stratton where Tiffany Stratton was being mean to her about, about the necklace. And that was kind of really the recent stuff that you had seen with her. And so they never really went all the way, unfortunately, with her. I never really saw them take her as a serious character and so that kind of sucks that we never really got to see I-, I think she was impacted in the way that they didn't have a good character for her and because of that i do think it hurt her uh her spot on the roster i think that the character just wasn't there the creative wasn't there for her and unfortunately they never really came up with anything for her so i think she's better off leaving and you know going out and finding something that will work better for her and she's clearly doing that she's going to be you know going to japan uh, she's going to be having a match soon as why well. i forget the date but she's going to be having a match soon and it's better i think that she's out of wwe because they didn't really have or do much with her in the company so there you go uh, thank you so much to isaac looper for uh sending this in because i did want to talk about that as well um. Oh, yeah, someone also mentions Dragon Lee. He should definitely be in it. Um. For some reason, I didn't think about him right now because he's not yet on the NXT roster. They haven't added him technically yet to the NXT roster, so I wasn't thinking about Dragon Lee. But uh, Dragon Lee is definitely another one. So he did have a quick interview with, uh, with Mackenzie Mitchell, and I thought it was really funny because – So he's going out there, right, with Mackenzie. And let me find my notes. Here they are. He goes out there and he basically does an interview in Spanglish. Now, this is easy for me. I speak English. I speak Spanish. So this was really easy. But I thought it was so funny because he goes out there and he's talking in two languages and I want to give so much credit to Mackenzie because I don't know if Mackenzie could speak Spanish I'm assuming she doesn't but she did a really great job of selling it like she understood every single word that Dragon Lee said and that was what I thought was great because he was going in and out of you know two languages and so I thought it was really funny that the whole time she's like yeah you know like I totally get what you're saying and Uh, so I thought that was really funny but Dragon Lee uh, basically goes out there and says he's here to uh, be an example of the spirit of Lucha Libre that he's excited to be here and I think you know what now that I think about it I think he's definitely going to be in that match because he did mention during this promo he said Based on what I saw out there with the brawl, I'm excited to be here. So there you go. I definitely think he's going to be in it. Um, and that's all he says. You know, he wants to show the world that he's special and that he's, you know, he feels he's going to love it here. So there you go. That was pretty much what Dragon Lee said. Um, so, yeah. And oh, someone also mentions Javier Bernal. We haven't seen him in a bit. I don't know what's, what's going on with Javier. Unless he was probably in the brawl, too, and I didn't even notice. Probably um, Stephen Bradley says that his predictions for the five way are dragon Lee A- A- axiom, Nathan Frazier, and trick Williams. Thank you, Stephen, for also sending in your predictions as well. Um, all right. So now, Let's go ahead and press on from this. Let's see what else we haven't talked about just yet. I really went all over the place. Normally I do everything in a chronological format. So I have everything in order of what I want to talk about. And this time I jumped around. So I'm like, what haven't we talked about chase you? We haven't talked about chase you. Uh, Duke Hudson still pissed about their win loss record. Andre chase is saying that he's actually right on this. And then, uh, But then Andre Chase basically tells him, you know what, I feel like for the first time in your career, Chase University has really been something for you. It's been the best thing for you. And so they kind of have this little back and forth here uh, between them. And then we talked about Dragon Lee's backstage interview. Another person who had a backstage interview was J.C. Jane. So she goes out there and, you know, she's talking about her match that she had with Gigi Dolan in which she lost. And she says that even on her best day that Gigi, that even on her worst day, Gigi is only one-tenth better than J.C. And uh, J.C. then shames Mackenzie and tells her that, you know, she's belittling her for being a terrible reporter and not stating the facts and only talking about the gossip, and so they have a little back and forth a little you know jc Jane's being mean to her and that's pretty much what we get here uh next up we got a match that i ended up enjoying so much more than i thought i would and it was the grudge match between apollo cruz and Dabakato. i'm gonna tell you like i had no interest in this match whatsoever like no interest and i ended up kind of digging it like no lie i wouldn't mind them running this one back again (laughs) Like, if this was added to NXT Stand and Deliver, I'd be cool with it. I'd be fine with it. This was actually pretty fun. Uh, there's a moment where Cruz does a spear to uh Dabakato, but it's like a really slow motion spear. Or not rather that it was a slow motion spear. It was a slow fall. The fall was very, very slow, but it's because Dabakato is so big and he's like trying to get out of the ring, but fall like in in a decent way, I guess. And so it looked a little bit slow, but it kind of worked for what it was. Um, Then there was a moment where Kato was like smothering his face. And then finally we see... um, we see uh, a boot from Cruz and then Cruz gets him with an angle slam and it actually looked really great and it got a pretty good reaction. Then we see uh, Apollo Cruz hit his frog splash. Always looks really cool too. Goes for the pit. It's a near fall. And then afterwards, um ends up putting him into the steel steps, like literally back first, right into the steel steps. He almost gets counted out, but he makes it back into the ring. And then finally he hits Apollo Cruz with a sit down power bomb and gets the win shit. I was into this. I did I thought this was going to suck. I really thought this was going to suck and it didn't suck. Like it was, it was kind of fun. I liked it. I really didn't think I was going to be interested in this. I, I like when this happens to me, by the way, when I'm looking at something, and I go "Oh, that looks like it's going to be lame. And then it turns out to be really good. I liked it. You know what, for what it was, uh, this was Definitely more than I feel I've ever gotten from Dabakato. Like, I don't remember the last time I really truly loved something that Dabakato did. I cannot tell you one thing, actually. This may be the only thing. I can't think of anything else. This is it. This was the moment. Um, we already talked about Gigi Dolan, Kiana James. And so the last thing we need to talk about for NXT today is Carmella Hayes and Braun Breaker. Pretty simple, pretty straightforward. This was hosted by pretty deadly. They're going to be the hosts for NXT stand and deliver. And basically they're both telling each other which version of the opponent they want. So Carmella Hayes is basically describing the best version of Braun Breaker. Braun Breaker describing the best version of Carmella Hayes. And that's the version that they want Um. Carmelo Hayes, dude, looked like a freaking star. He's dressed like a star. He, he portrays himself as a star when he was doing the signing. I was like, "Damn, this feels like a big deal matchup because this is the this is the match that I think we've been waiting to see." For those of you who have been watching NXT, you have the guy that was you have the guy that was kind of you know really thrust it into the spotlight and really given this opportunity really fast. And then you have the other guy who, yeah, he was good and you always knew he was going to be good, but it took him a little bit longer to get to the championship. He had to do a little bit more work to get to the championship. And so that's what you have in the difference between Braun Breaker and Carmelo Hayes. And so this is the match that I feel we've been waiting for and wanting to see Carmelo Hayes uh, become, uh, you know, NXT champion. So for me, I'm ready to see this match. I'm ready to see Carmelo Hayes become NXT champion. And I really liked the way that, uh, you know, they just... This felt like, this felt important. This felt important. I don't remember the last time I felt this way about a Braun Breaker feud. I mean, I did kind of really like the stuff that he was doing with Grayson Waller. So I don't want to dismiss that because I was a fan of that. And the match that he had with Apollo Crews, at deadline, I thought was really good too. Um, so there has been some good moments, but I really do think that Carmelo Hayes feels like the opponent we have been waiting for, uh, for Braun Breaker. And so I'm completely ready for this. But I did like Pretty much what they did with all of this. Um, Jordan Booth sends in. Jordan Booth sends in a super chat saying, "In honor of Pretty Deadly, do an English accent." Oh no, Jordan. No, I'm gonna do a terrible English accent and then get judged. Um, let me see. I only know how to say one thing in an English accent. One thing, and it is, "Hello, governor." I don't know where I heard that. I heard that on TV somewhere, and that is my only. English accent, and I don't even think it came out right. Or I could, uh, I could do Luke Owen though. Luke Owen, because I was, you know, I co-hosted a show with him for like over a year, and he would be, he would say things like, what would he say? Um, he, he always had this line. What was it? Oh, he would say the bless his cotton socks, bless his cotton socks. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's so I can't do an English accent at all. Like. I really cannot. I'm trying to think if I can say anything else. Um, What is it? Uh, Hip hip cheerio. Oh, that's terrible. I feel like that's almost coming off as insulting. (laughs) Uh, Jordan Booth, uh, thank you for putting me on the spot. I appreciated and sorry for my terrible English accent. Uh, Really terrible. I'm so sorry. Uh, yeah, but I do miss Luke Owen, by the way, I really do. He was always oh, used to do silly stuff like this all the time. He had a really good impression of me. Um, I talk like a valley girl. I talk like a Kardashian. I'm sorry. Uh, you know, I'm from California. And so <laughs> I can't really do it. And sometimes I feel my English accent sounds Indian. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. It just sounds that way. But there you go, young chavo says. Oh damn, that was bad. Okay, Mike, a spoonful of sugar, a spoonful of sugar. God, that's really bad. Uh, Jordan Booth says, pretty sure that dec- that accent was a declaration of war between <laughs> between our two countries. There you go, man. World War Three started on this podcast. <laughs> oh that's terrible uh jordan boop thank you so much for sending that in man is that really the way we're gonna end nxt's uh conversation i really talked about the whole show there you go that was the whole show everybody i hope you enjoyed the show very much okay why does my english accent sound like that it's terrible all right everyone in my normal voice i'll be back tomorrow to talk about AEW dynamite i'll see you then Thank you guys so much as always for being here. Do not forget to head on over to youtube.com slash Denise Salcedo. Check out that interview with Mickey James. It's a really good interview. Please go and give it some love. And then um, on top of that, that's all I've got really. YouTube.com slash Denise Salcedo. Someone says it's German. There's no way that accent was German. No way. Dante NYC says you should do these requests via super chats. Oh, God, no. Oh, hell no. It'll be really, really bad. Uh Auer says Denise Regal. Yes. Wait, hold on. Sunshine. Sunshine. I can't do it. I, or what was that one thing that William Regal once said? Um. Oh, my God. That thing that he said on Dynamite not too long ago, where he was taught, where the people were cursing at him, and then he responded in a really funny way, and I couldn't stop laughing about it. And then MJF did it the week after. Oh my God, what was it that he said? Somebody here in the, somebody here in the chat has to remember what he said. There was a really funny line where he reacted to the crowd, uh, like cursing, like cursing, and he had a really good reaction to that, but I don't remember. Oh my God, I have it. I have it too. Somebody, I'm waiting in the chat to see who has it. You guys know what I'm talking about. Like William Riggle literally said it on freaking dynamites. Oh my God, it's going to kill me. I'm going to be thinking about it nuts. How uncouth. Thank you. Uncouth. Brandon Rosen, you freaking win the show today. You win the show today. How uncouth. That's what he said. I couldn't stop laughing at that. Uh, how uncouth. I didn't say it like that, but there you go. Thank you so much. I knew it was there. Um, alrighty, everyone. I guess I'll leave it at that. Uh, I seriously appreciate you guys coming in here each and every single week to talk about NXT, uh, NXT. I'm falling apart, guys. All these accents messed up my outro. I'll see you guys tomorrow for AEW Dynamite. Toodaloo. Bye-bye.